goes. So far, so good, right? Anybody need a copy? Okay. We got to the point where the Rebbe is explaining. The Mimer of the Alter Rebbe, Kadiskaf Yisitrachu Yistalik Okay, we'll put it on the board in a minute, but let's first see what the Rebbe says. Right? Okay, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines up. Last two words on the lines are, uh, there's an asterisk at the end of the line, Kamaimer. Kad, Kad means Kishu, Dalit in Aramaic is like a Shin in Hebrew, Kishu, when? Iskafia, one subdues the Sitra Akra. Istalik, it goes out, meaning in this context it's revealed. Yikrit the Kuchabrihu, the glory of a Baruch Hu, Bechul Almin. Now the simple shot would be in all the worlds, that the glory of God is revealed in all the worlds, but that's not Pshat. Rabbi will explain what Pshat is. Vihine. Masha Kosu Bechul Almin. That which it says, Bechul Almin, in all of the worlds. Hakavana, the intention is, Al Madrega Saor, the level of light, Dehu Bechul Almin that's in all of the worlds equally. Vahainu, and that is Or Hasevev Kolamin, the light that surrounds all of the worlds. Shemeir, that it illuminates, it shines, it shines in all of the worlds equally. Diba Elamis, that in worlds, there are different levels. Oh. Okay, so there's a level of reality in which there are different levels of worlds. And there's also a level of reality where somehow some level of light shines in all of those different levels equally. Okay, that's two different types of light. Two different qualities of light. Language of the altar, right? This is below the glare here, right? Sitra Akra. What that line was. Nistalik Yikra. Yakutcha Brihu. Bahulhu Aumi. Okay? When you subdue the Sitra Akra, it goes out the glory of a Kaddish Borok and all of the worlds. Well, that's not how to translate. The Rebbe says that this word is ultimately explaining for that word. In other words, when you subdue the Sitra it goes out the light of a Kaddish Baruch that is in all the worlds. This is describing the light. It's not telling me the address of where the light is revealed. That's not Pshat and what the author is saying according, according to the right? It's not that the light goes out in all the worlds. It's the light that exists in all of the worlds goes out. What is that? Same. Or same. As opposed to another level of light, which the Rebbe is going to now explain to us, or Mamalit. Literally fills. Okay? Now, we'll understand those two levels of light. Like the Mithra Rabbi said, that when his dream is that when his Vasidha meet in the street, their spontaneous conversation will be, and there's two different 
Girsaot, there's two different versions to what he said. One is that he said that my Hasidim will be able to discuss Mamali and Seviv. It will just be something so clear to them that that'll be their conversation on the street. The other, the other version is Yehudi Law and Yehuda Tata, upper level unity, lower level unity, which of course you probably noticed in the introduction to Shayuchid Vamuna, which is the part of Tanya that we're learning every day now in the daily Tanya. So the whole treatise of Shayuchid Vamuna is all about explaining Yehudi Law and Yehuda Tata, upper level unity and lower level unity. Okay, which is basically the unity of Havaya and Elokim, which some of you uh, might remember from a mimer called Viadite de Moscow, which we learned a long time ago. Okay, so now what's Seviv and what's <coughs> Light. Light is the metaphor used to describe godly energy that vitalizes things. Now, that's actually not completely true, right? Because it is true that we, use, we understand that that godliness which vitalizes things is called light. But there's also a level of light that isn't so much vitalizing anything, it's just a level of essential revelation. God revealing himself is also called light, meaning revealed elokus is called light. It's not light, right? I mean, what do I mean? It's not light. It's not physical light, right? It's just light is an incredible metaphor to, to explain it because we know light, we've talked about it many times, light is that level of reality that must be connected to its source in order to be in a state of existence. Well, okay, right. I mean, physical light is that way. Well, so do godly light. Godly, godly light is all about revealing the source. So when godly light is revealed, then we're aware of the fact that this reality I'm looking at is revealing its source, which is really interesting, which means revelation is not so much, I mean, I, I don't know, none of us have, uh, the revelation of godliness that we have in our own lives, which exists, but it's not a revelation in such a way that we see God in an absolutely revealed way. It's that we appreciate in, 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 in our consciousness a subtle revelation of godliness in our lives. Okay, so what does that mean for us? That means we see things in terms of their source and not just in terms of what happens to appear in front of me. I'm sensitive to the fact that this is coming from somewhere else, even though I can't see the source. Okay. Revelation mamish, where a person experiences a revelation of, of some level of godly reality. Well, evidently, it also includes that very fascinating notion that even though I'm seeing something quite astounding, what I'm also very powerfully aware of, and that's the whole, no the whole notion of revelation, is that that which I'm perceiving comes from a higher place. Otherwise, that's concealment, not revelation, because if I think what I'm looking at is it, well, it's not. <laughs> it's coming from something beyond it. That's what, that's, what, that's what being appreciative of godliness means. It means that what I'm, I understand that what I'm looking at, what I perceive, what I'm feeling, whatever it happens to be, what I understand, right, is, is, is one level of reality, but there's a level beyond it that's ultimately responsible for this level's existence. Because the one level that is beyond having any source, the essence of God, that level of God that just is, 
didn't come from anywhere. There's no reason for its being. It serves no purpose. It just is absolute being, and that's what you and I call the essence of God. So that level has no, it has no source. But that level we can't we have no intellectual understanding of. We certainly have no experience of its revelation because it's not revealed. That's the nature of es- essential reality. Essence is not revealed. Revealed reality is revealed. Essential reality might be the source of that revealed reality, but it isn't it. Right. The muscle that helps us understand that the sun as opposed to sunlight. You don't see the sun, you see sunlight. What does the sun look like? I don't know. Anything you see will simply be light emanating from the sun. I know. Can scientists see the sun? I mean, can they block out stuff when they look? No, by definition. What? Right, it doesn't mean it. It's just a bunch of just. I mean, it's a bunch of gases burping away up there, and 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 anything you see is just the revealed state of it, not it. What's it? I don't know. Right. Okay. And I guess you can get to a point with you know all sorts of fancy lenses and something, so you'll see some sort of. I assume it's dark, some sort of dark ball that would meaning it looks dark if you filter everything out. That will you know. You, you won't see the rays coming out. You'll just sort of see this mass of something, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you're looking at the frequencies and things like that, but you're not you're still seeing light. Right. You're still seeing Right. Because you can't see essence. That's the nature of it, right? Okay. Now, it, it, but, but I assume that which you see is not light. It's dark. Is that Darker. true? Darker. Okay. Which is interesting. <laughs> essence is referred to in the Zoya as dark. In the absence of light. Not the absence of light because you're not seeing what's really there, the absence of light because it's a level beyond light. It's not light, it's beyond light. It's called the ma'or, source of light, not the light. Okay, so the closest we can get to in a mushal is the sun. What does the sun look like? It. I know what sunlight looks like. Anything I see will only be an emanation from it. Okay. Infinite emanation. It's called our seveif, the light that surrounds. Why is it called the light that surrounds? Not that it's not here. It's not surrounding the world and not found in the world. What did the Rebbe just tell us? It's found in every world equally. Right? The light that surrounds means it's too powerful to be clothed in a kli. It's too powerful to be clothed in a particular vessel and express itself in a particular, unique, separate way. What we'll call so to speak, finite, or limited, right? Once that light starts expressing itself in Kalim, the first place that that happens in a revealed way is a world called Elam Atzilus, right? Which we'll learn about, right? That we already know about, but we'll talk about it in greater, in greater depth. So in Elam Atzilus, what happens? All of a sudden, there's an existence of a whole new type, so to speak, of light called Or Mimale, light that fills, light that expresses itself through a particular vessel. So in Elam Atzilus, there's a revealed reality called Chesed, as opposed to another revealed reality called Gvura, as opposed to another revealed reality called Tiferes. There's ten spheres up there, over there, up there, I mean, okay. So we say, but I mean, obviously it's not up or down. Right? It's, it's right here, but it just, it's not the level of reality you and I perceive. Right. Okay. But so, for, so in that sense, it's really not here. Because here represents that level of reality that we perceive relative to the armamale clothed in vessels that allows you and I to perceive reality as we perceive it in this world. 
as opposed to the perception of reality in, in higher metaphysical worlds, where there are beings, created beings, called angels, which experience reality in a completely different way than you and I experience reality. There's no black, uh, what is it, blackberry bracer, blueberry bracer, I don't know what this is. Black current. There's no black current bracer tea in Eilam HaYetzirah. Malachim don't drink tea. Definitely not with milk. Okay. Why? A different reality up there. What's the reality based on? The way the Or Memale is revealed through the Kalim of that particular world. That's what causes revealed reality. Just like Yosef's cup. We're back to Yosef's cup, right? Or in this world is revealed by virtue of the vessel that it is reflecting off, physical or. So you and I, by looking at Yosef's cup, are experiencing very powerfully the red of light. Now, you might even think there's nothing else in light. It's not true, right? This clea is absorbing all the other aspects of light and reflecting one aspect of light called red. Right? And Shia's shirt slash jacket is reflecting blue and absorbing red. So what's light? Well, it's both. <laughs> light isn't red and light isn't blue. Light can express itself in red depending on the vessel it's reflecting off or blue. Why? Well, because it contains both of them equally. In the light is, for all intents and purposes, an infinite amount of color that can be expressed by the Kli it reflects off. Okay, that's just the way physical light works. I mean, I know very little bit about it, but that much I know. Okay, so here there's orange there, which evidently is red and yellow together, right? That little line that we're all hooked on. Okay. Right, so that's mamale. That's a light that <coughs> surrounds, but really that light we're talking about, reflect, uh, a light that, I'm sorry, is, is clothed in, fills, that's a light that in terms of physical reality it reflects off, but when we're talking about the godly light responsible for the existence of this cup, it's imbued in the cup, and godly energy is being revealed to you and I as a cup in this context. That doesn't mean bow down to the cup because it's God. That's dumb. God said, don't do that. It actually might not be so dumb. And if God had to say 53 different commandments telling us not to do this, I guess it must not be so stupid because he went out of his way to tell us, I think there's more, I think, I think in the Hilchas of Edizor and the Ramah, I think there's 53 mitzvahs, right? I think 50-something, right? So, so that's a lot of mitzvahs, right? That's the, what's that? That's 15% of all, uh, of, of all the negative mitzvahs in the Torah are relative to Avedizorah. I guess it might be reasonable to think that, you know what? Since this is an expression of godly energy, maybe it's easier to bow down to it because, after all, I can see it. This isn't God, but it only exists because of him and is an expression of his creative power, and his creative power is invested in this, and the word we use in Chassidus, clothed in this, giving it energy. Were that existence of the cup to go out of existence, were that energy to disappear, so then in, in a flash, all of the tea would spill all over the table. Because the tea didn't go out of existence, the cup did. 
You want the cup and the tea at the same time? Fine. So there's nothing there. Boom. Nothing there. It's not that there's an, you know, it blew up. It just disappears. The same way the light on this page just disappeared. It didn't go anywhere. There's no explosion. It's just not there. Why not? Well, it's just disconnected from its source, so there's no light on that page anymore. Where's that light? Well, if you want to say it's over here now, so to speak, but different light. Okay? That's, that's the way mamale works. Light, filling a clea. Sevev is light that's too powerful to be clothed in. It's not going to get wet now. Too powerful to be clothed in a clea. And so it expresses itself in an infinite way, but is not revealed to the other. It's not revealed to anybody else, so to speak. And therefore isn't the source of the existence of anything else. Because in order for light to be revealed to something else, it requires a kli, requires a vessel, right? Also physical light. Shine a light into a vacuum. There's no light in there. Of course there's light in there. You just don't see it. <laughs> there's light in there. Why don't you see it? Well, because there's no cleave for it to reflect off. Example, every night, well, not every night, 25 nights a month, give or take a night, right? You look up in the sky, what do you see? Moon, thank you very much. I was getting worried, right? There's this thing up there called the moon, right? Does the moon have light? No, the moon is a big rock. Right? Before they went to the moon, evidently, I wasn't there, I wasn't in the room, but they say that when America was talking about going to the moon, which when we were kids, a very exciting thing, they were going to the moon, and I remember what, the first time we heard it on radio, the second time they actually, they showed it on television, like you could watch, you'd sit in your living room and you watched this guy walking on the moon, and then you walk outside and you look and there's the moon, and he's up there walking around. Now, of course, it was really a plot and it all happened in Arizona, but, but <laughs> you know, they really... He's like walking around. Okay, that's pretty cool. Like we, Israel tried, right? It didn't work. Wasn't it all cheese? Yeah. It was all cheese, right? So, so evidently they asked the Rebbe, you know, about the idea of going to the moon. So it was an interesting question. It was happening. That was what was happening <coughs> in the world. And the Rebbe said that it's an interesting idea. The Rebbe did say, but they won't find anything there, you know, of anything of you know, incredible value. I think the the rocks were interesting, but it, they didn't find anything new, right? Just you know, a rock. Okay. So that moon does not give off light. It's not a source of light. It reflects light. Where does that light come from? The sun. Okay, Baruch Hashem. I'm glad we all know that. Okay, so sunlight. No, there are people who, you know, they really never thought about that. But sunlight reflects off the moon. Okay, now imagine it's nighttime. We need a little imagination, guys. It's nighttime. We're sitting here. It's night. We're down here. We're looking up at the sky and the moon. Okay, there's the moon in the middle of the sky. It's beautiful. Where are we holding in the month? We're like, uh, well, we're 17, right? So yeah, it's a nice big moon. Beautiful. Incredible. You can read by, a, by big moons, you know? And if it's a clear night, you can read by it. It's incredible moonlight. Okay. Dancing in the moonlight, right? Which is really not true. It's dancing in the sunlight, reflecting off the moon, which doesn't go. So you call it moonlight, right? It's a better song if you call it dancing in the moonlight. So, so I mean, where would Van Morrison have been if it weren't for the fact that he could say that and we know what he means, right? So, so uh, that, that light... That light is very bright, but you know that it's coming from something that's over there relative to you and I, right? Where is that thing? It's below the horizon, shining light past us, over us, right? Okay, but now let me ask you a question. Look to the right of the moon, all the way to the horizon. What do you see? 
What? I don't know. Dark. Nothing. It's dark. Stars. Completely dark. I mean, above, you know, 386,000 million light years, there's these stars or whatever. Okay, I've said it, but we don't see them. It's dark. Completely dark. What's that space absolutely full of? Must be. Light. How do you know it's full of light? Well, how does the light from the sun get to the moon without going through that space that you're looking at? It is going to the moon, isn't it? It's traveling 93 million miles, well actually 93,240,000 miles, right? It's a little longer, wherever it is over there. Actually, I guess farther, right? Because it's down there, so to speak. Okay, so it's, it's traveling a very long way to get to that moon up there. All of this space here is absolutely black to you and I. What's it absolutely full of? Sunlight. How do you know? Wait an hour. What's going to happen? The moon is over here. How did the light move? The light didn't move. What moved? The Kli revealing the light. Without a Kli, there's no revelation of light. doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean that it's not there. The light's there. It's just not revealed by a Kli. Right? Just, just the simplest expression of the idea is that we experience it every single night. It's not a problem. Of course, there's light there, the chock full of light, that space. But since it's above what you and I call the atmosphere, and the atmosphere is the clea that allows you and I to see sunlight as blue all over the place, right? Evidently, because it's reflecting off oceans, which is really cool, because, I mean, it's blue in the middle of Iowa, and there isn't an ocean for miles, but it's blue, because there's a lot of ocean out there. Right, okay, so that light looks like...
infinite godly light is revealed. If you think about it simply, it makes a lot of sense. We won't go into it, just very, very simply. What are you connecting to? What's the driving force behind your action or inaction when you overcome a negative impulse? The negative impulse might be telling you to do something that's unhealthy, and you don't. Or it might be telling you not to do something that's healthy, and you overcome it, and you do. Like get up in the morning to learn chassidus, right? Okay, like I, I, when the alarm goes, you don't want to move. It's, you, you, didn't, you just got here. It feels like, right? I don't want to go anywhere. I like it here. Right? Best feeling in the world. I mean, they, they don't sell this on television or in the movies, right? But there's no question that the single best experience that the physical world has to give someone is waking up, looking at the watch, especially if it's winter and cold outside. Looking at the watch, realizing you don't have to get up, and then rolling over and pulling the covers over. That split second before you enter into that blissful state of sleep is about as good as Elamaze gets. Like, oh, wow. And you just roll over and, 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 and you hear the rain, and you're like, oh, so warm in there. And then you, and then you disappear. You, you, you lose consciousness. And uh, okay, then you wake up, the alarm. Okay. And you don't want to get out of bed, but you do. Why? Because you've got your priorities straight. It makes sense. Okay, so that, that, that's all happening in, in, in Mamale. Right? That I, I, I don't want, but I'm doing it anyway, so then what? Because I, I start thinking about those, that issue, and I come to a decision. That I want to get out of bed more, meaning I realize that that's what's more important to me. Okay? Those two conflicting desires. Okay. And that's called iskafias. Now, what am I connecting to at that moment? The Ratzon of a Kaddish Baruch. Save it. Ratzon. So do the Abishter. Powers of the Abishter that are clothed in creation powers of the Ebishter that aren't clothed in things, but rather, so to speak, surround them are the godly energy <coughs> responsible for them, but in an oifen of makif, like your will, right? Your will is makif, it surrounds, it encompasses things you do, right? You might do seven or eight different things to express one ratzon. You'll move your chair, get up, walk to the door, open the door, all of these things you want to do. You want to move the chair, you want to get up, you want to open the door, right? You walk through the door, down the stairs, over to the freezer, take out the ice cream, take a spoon, take the ice cream, put it in a bowl, take a smaller spoon, eat the ice cream. Everything you did was encompassed by the rutzen of some ice cream. Why did you move your chair? You wanted ice cream. What's moving a chair got to do with that? Well, you were sitting down 20 feet from the ice cream, so you had to go get the ice cream, right? No, okay. Each of those in their own right is an act of mamale. I'm moving, I'm walking, I'm opening, I'm eating, I'm all that. Make a brocha, all of that. Speaking. But it's all encompassed by this all surrounding light of ice cream. You scream. We all scream. <coughs> ice cream. Okay. So now let's see it inside. Bahainu. Akavana al Madurega Saorshu Bahulam in Bashavit. Bahainu, what is that? 
or in Hasevev Kol Almin, the light that surrounds all the worlds, Shemeir B'chol HaElum that illuminates in all of the worlds equally. Debeilamis, as in worlds, Hare Yeshmet Chilukim Adregis. Now the Rebbe's getting to Mamale. Immediately. In order to explain Sevev, in order to explain infinite, he's going to explain finite. In worlds, there's different levels of reality in worlds, just like there's different levels in the Ormamale and you. Intellect is much more sophisticated than movement. It's a higher level of light. Therefore, the kli that clothes that light is a much more sophisticated kli than the kli that clothes the light of movement. Stings a little for... Five seconds, goes away. Do that to your brain, see what happens. You look like Muhammad Ali. You drool for the last 30 years of your life. One too many punches from Joe Frazier. That's what happens to a brain. Right? His hands sting like a bee. Never lost his hands. Lost his brain. Because one of those kalim is incredibly sophisticated and has this thing around it. You ever notice? There's this thing making sure that all things being equal, nothing happens. Perhaps we talk about the perhaps the next most sophisticated aspect of you is your eyes. You ever notice they're pretty well protected, right? Right. Those of us who are really smarter, we all you know lose our sight, so we have extra protection, right? Yeah. But, you know, a little piece of dust in your eye really hurts, right? I mean, it's really uncomfortable because it's very sophisticated, clear, right? Unbelievably sophisticated. Get dust on your hand. Oh, you know, man. <laughs> like, who cares? Right? What do you do with the dust in your eye? You clean it out with your finger, right? You go like this, the eyelash, and you sort of get it and you take it out. Okay, why, why doesn't it bother your finger like it bothered your eye? Well, those are two completely different Kaylee that are supporting completely different light, levels of light. So sight is this incredibly sophisticated thing. It's beyond belief. What I've never understood about it, I always find so fascinating is, is it, I mean, I, I, mean I, I get it, but I don't get it. I don't get it how it works. The screen is in there, right? The image is in there. So how come it looks to me like it's out there? <laughs> like that's the cool part of it all, right? It looks like, I mean, he is. It looks like Hananiah's over there. I see him. But I'm not seeing... That, that experience of seeing Hananiah is happening in there. So how come I see him over there? Why don't I see him here like a movie? No, I see him over there. That's so cool. Like, how does that work? <laughs> it's just... Okay, light, reflective. I, I get it, but I still don't get it. Like, there's a screen in there, right? So to speak. Light bounces off Hananya, comes back to my eye, is filtered through the minus 12 and the minus 8 over here, so I can actually see something, though less than most of you. And, 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 and it, it you know, goes into the eye and, and back to the optical nerves and up to the optical center of the brain, and it's all processed, and I have this vision of Hananya, which is just sweet and lovable, this vision. Right? Amazing. It is amazing, right? It's absolutely astounding. Okay, that's pretty sophisticated stuff, right? Well, the Klee that does that is pretty sophisticated Klee. I take very good care of it. What do the ophthalmologists tell you? Don't rub it when it's itchy. Why? Because you're going to affect the retina in the back. You're going to, like, you know, 
disconnect things. Like just you know, be very careful how hard you rub it, right? Because there's all this stuff back there that you're affecting when you rub it too hard. Okay. And if you don't believe me now, wait until you're 40 and you go to an ophthalmologist and they tell you to stop doing that because it's semi-detached and all that stuff. Okay, when you start seeing those floaties in your eyes, these little friends that float across your... Oh, that's my favorite one. I like that one. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, just so you guys can have something to look forward to. Because in the world, there's different levels. It's not similar. The upper worlds. Atzilus, Bria. To the lower worlds. Yitzira. And particularly this world. Why? What's the difference? In the upper worlds, Meira or Begilui. The light shines, is illuminated in a revealed way. In Elam Abriya, let's talk about Elam Abriya because in that, that's a world where there's actually created things. There's things called angels. What do the angels see? God revealed. They have no issues about God hiding himself in Elam Abriya. They experience Ziva Shekhinah, the, rev, the, the, the radiance of the divine presence. What does that look like? I don't know, but it's evidently pretty cool. One moment of pleasure in that world is worth all of the pleasure possible in 6,000 years of this world. One moment of pleasure in that world is greater than all of the pleasure that one, that could possibly be experienced in this whole world. All of the emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical pleasure that could that could possibly be experienced in this world. One moment of of elam haba is greater than that. Wow, amazing! Must be something. That's revelation. In the lower worlds, the light doesn't reveal itself in such a powerful way. Doesn't shine in a revealed way so much. There is a world. We're sitting in it right now. Where the light comes in a state of complete and total concealment. The light's completely concealed. Like the intellect of the... Like the intellect... Like the intellect of the of the of the of the teacher, relative to the student. In v'yadaitu, yesh or ba b'chinas helim, v'hester, v'yesh b'zeh. There are in this chilukim adregays, different levels. In mamale, in or mamale, different levels. Just like the different levels of the powers of the soul, clothed in your body, movement as opposed to intellect or sight or hearing. Higher, lower, more sophisticated, less sophisticated. Movement's extremely sophisticated, but much less than intellect. <laughs> like the Pasuk says. My hand founded Aretz, Vimini, and my right, Tafcha Shemayim, formed Shemayim. Okay, so what's shot in the Pasuk? The Medrash explains. So to speak, not the Yamina, he stretched out his right hand, Ubara Shemayim, he created Shemayim. But not the Smaila, he stretched out his left hand, Ubara Aretz, and created Aretz. So what does that mean? Do you do it? You do it. No. The Yad Yamin, the right, the notion of right, 
the right hand, the right arm, murder, that instructs Allah or Vagilu Yosef. Right is all about chesed, revelation. Right? We do everything right-handed. Right? Now, a left-handed person has to ask a rub whether he does things right-handed like everybody else or is his left hand his right hand in halach, okay? So if you're a left-handed person, go ask a rub. Right? But, but a, a right-handed person, what do they do? They put their right sleeve into their shirt first. They put your right foot into your, la- into your, pa- your right leg into your pants first. Put your right sock on first. You put your right shoe on first. There's one thing you do left first. What's that? Tie your shoes. You put your right shoe on, then you, this is Shulchan Aruch. Then you put your left shoe on, then you tie your left shoe because that reminds us of tying tefillin on our left arm. But everything we do right-handed, everything positive, when we're doing something negative, so to speak, undoing something, so we do it first left. You take off your left sleeve first. You take off, you take your pants, your, your leg out of your left pant leg first. You take off your left shoe first. Okay, when you leave the presence of a Kaddish Baruch you, in the end of Shemon you move first with your left foot. When you enter into the presence of a Kaddish Baruch before Shemon you plant your right foot and bring your left foot, next, right? Everything right, left. Why? Because right and left relate to revelation or concealment. Right is revelation. Gilui. For you do it, the Yad Yamin, Mara Allah Orva Gilui Yaser. V'zeu, and this is v'yeminoi tafcha shemayim. His right hand for heaven. What's heaven? Heaven isn't that what you and I look up and see at night. The shemayim, the intention is not the physical shemayim, but upper worlds. What are those? Those are worlds of revelation, world where God, worlds where godliness is revealed, where the kalim allow for a greater revelation of the light that's clothed in them. They don't conceal the light as much. Shama gilui bebechines yamin. There, the revelation is in the quality of right. Shu or, which is the revelation of light. Va'or atzmai, and the light itself, hu bebechines gilui. Meaning, there's more quantity, it's revealed more by the kli, and a greater quality. The light itself is of a higher quality, so to speak. Okay? We'll bring a quick mushal about this in, in a minute. Va'aretz, hakavana ilamisatachtene. What's aretz? The lower uh, the, 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 the the lower worlds. Heim bebechinas small. They're so to speak the left. What's that? She'ena or begilui kolkach. The light's not so revealed. Vagama oratzma in the light itself. Baba bechinas helam vehester. The light itself is a more diminished light. Meaning it's not a 2,000-watt light bulb, it's a 25-watt light bulb. And the 2,000-watt light bulb in the upper world is, is in a clear fixture, whereas the 25-watt light bulb in this world is in, 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 a, in, a, in a very, very opaque uh, uh, fixture. So there's less light, so to speak, and it's harder to see. Okay, there's four worlds. Just quickly, we'll do this now, and then we'll talk about it much more on Sunday. Right? Four worlds. So we're talking about now, this is only a muscle regarding the kalim of the world, not regarding the or. We said there's two different levels. There's the quantity of light and the quality of light. Okay, so this is only mitzad, the quantity of light. How much light does the kli allow me to see? So there's four different worlds. Atzilas, Bria, Yitzira, Siya. See that, we'll see that on Sunday. That's the first thing the Rebbe will teach us on the other side of the page, which hopefully we'll get to this morning. We'll just turn the page. So you'll think like you're getting somewhere. 
okay? But the, 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 the three worlds, Bria, Yitzira, Sia. We'll, write, we'll, we'll see them in the Mimer. We don't have to write them on the board now. I'm just talking about this generally so that when we talk about it inside the Mimer, we'll understand it more on Sunday. Here, Yaakov's bottle is a mushal for Eilam Abriya. What's Eilam Abriya? Look at that Kli. That Kli is... That, yeah, I'm sorry, Yehudas. J.J. Hecht. Yaakov Yehuda. I'm sorry, Yehuda. Uh, that Kli is a good mushal for Eilam Abriya. What's that Kli? That Kli allows you to see very, very clearly what's in it. It doesn't hide what's in it. The Kli isn't water. The Kli is a Kli. But it, but it reveals very clearly what's in the Kli. That's a Moshe for Elam Abriya. Elam Abriya, there are created things, angels. But what do those angels allow you to see? When you see the angel, what do you see? The light, the godly light power in the existence of the angel. The angel doesn't hide its source. It's re- it reveals its source. I understand the water isn't the source of the existence of that Kli, but we're using this as a motion. Okay? So the Kli, that's a, that's a very, very clear Kli. It gives me a very clear understanding of what's in it. Okay? How about that orange bottle? I don't know. Or, what? Orange? Is that yours, Ellie? Is that your orange? Okay. That orange bottle, that's like Eilam Yitzira. It doesn't conceal what's in it but it colors it with a little bit of its own personality, and I mean personality in this context in a negative way, right? Its own yeshus, its own sense of self. So that bottle will say, aren't I a nice shade of orange? Now, it's not hiding the, 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 the liquid that's in it, but it doesn't give me too clear an example of what the liquid in it is, meaning there could be water in there that's clear, or there could be you know, very, very weak orange juice in there, you know, like two-thirds water, one-third orange juice, right? And so, I, 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 I don't know, is that water? Or is that something that has a little color unto itself? Not, not sure, right? I know there's something in there. I know that there's, it, the clea doesn't conceal that which is in it. And when you're talking about godliness, you're talking about that which is vitalizing it. Okay, I, I get it. But it, 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 so it reveals it, but it reveals it with a little more of its own yeshus, its own being. Right. That's Eilam Yitzira. Angels, lower level angels, they're bottle, but not completely. In Eilam Abriya, the angels have experienced a level called Bitla Yesh. There is an existence to the angel, but he's completely bottled. All he's interested in doing is revealing the godliness that's that's giving him power. Whereas the angel in Elam Yitzira has a little bit, little bit more of his own personality that he might be interested in you understanding. Even though he's still revealing God. He's not hiding God. Elam Hazer Gashmi. Anything in here? Completely conceals what's in here. Aren't I beautiful? I'm green. I have a little white dot. Got a cover. I'm I'm beautiful. I'm amazing. I am so cool. I am a hydro flask. What's in here? I don't know. Is there anything in here? He's certainly not interested in me knowing what's in there. He's interested in me knowing just what he's about. That's this world. 
I remember once we were talking about this here. Someone said, yeah, but if you elevate yourself a little, you can see what's in the cup. Oh, that's true. But now they make cups like this, right? They try to stop even that. When he said that, these sort of cups weren't so common. These sort of, you know, the other way, thermoses, of course, but everybody, no one, you know, people weren't walking. People didn't come to class with this. They came to class with this. This was 15 years ago. Right, okay. So it's Takachu. This cup, like that. Is there any tea left in this cup or not? If you hold it directly against the light, you'll be able to see, but, but you don't know. Is there tea in here or not? You don't know whether I drank all my tea or not. You know there's tea in here. I mean, I got this bag here, fine. But you don't know what's in here. Okay, how might you know what's in here? Elevate yourself a little and look at the world from a different perspective, and what will you see? You'll see the light in the world. Right, okay. Ailamatsilas? We'll get to that on Sunday. The higher, highest of the four worlds. We just went from number two to three to four, or three to two to one, depending on whether you go up or down. But we didn't do Ailamatsilas. We'll do that on Sunday. We'll talk about it. Silas.